This episode is in very loving memory of Milo. Unfortunately, in the time between recording this episode and release of this episode, Milo passed away of feline infectious peritonitis. If you want to learn more about it, you can see Alexa and Austin's pages, um, and we just dedicate this to them. He was a very special guy. Did you have the bonding experience of getting bit on the face as a baby? I didn't, no. Which, like, maybe maybe that's what you need to be a dog person. Right. Dude, it makes you a lifer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I missed out on that. Blood oath. Exactly. <laughs> I now have dog mm-hmm. DNA in my system, therefore, I am a dog person. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Littman. I'm Richie Redding. And? And? and uh, today's are, a twofer. Yeah. It's it's kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> they are a couple. Uh-huh. The and cutest. might I just, I was going to say annoyingly great together. <laughs> uh, just stop, you two. Okay? <laughs> just stop. Uh, she, she is an NYC-based actor, a playwright, a real cat person, an overall badass, and the founder of Broadway Treats, a canine and kitty rescue production. It's Alexa Cepeda. And with her is also the guy that she's shacking up with. (laughs) You might know him from his social activism or his acting work on both the screen and stage, or perhaps his incredible work in Broadway, like that one time that he was Hamilton in Hamilton. It's Austin Scott. <laughs> Yay. Hey, hey. I have to start this audition. Or is this, uh, audition. I just looked at the word audition. You stop, Lisa. You stop. Uh, <laughs> this interview off the way that the great Chris Farley would have. Austin, do, do you remember that? Time you you were Hamilton. I do. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, I, I had to get that out of my system. Yeah, uh, what's it. up, guys? How are you? We're oh, so we're good. good. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Seriously, are you guys jonesing as much for acting work as comics are for just real comedy? Yeah. 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 I mean, at first, yeah. like the the rest period or whatever was kind of nice, but I think. Yeah, definitely starting to get kind of antsy, wanting some kind of, I don't know, just some some gig, some something. Yeah. We're glad things are still, well, some TV shows are filming a little bit because if not, there would come a time where there wouldn't be anything releasing because they would just exhaust everything that they had in their arsenal. That's right. So, scary. so Yeah. Well, you're starting to see it though, that there's some, pr- there's some things that are, that are popping up on Netflix. Like y'all turn that shit down five years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate. We're desperate yeah. for content. Yeah. You know, they've had that in the can for a minute. It's like, is there a show called swine flu? <laughs> <laughs> 
better rebranded that one, mm-hmm. huh? Okay, well, I think, well, because we've got two of you and we've got so much to cover, um, let's do your history with pets. How did you get to be the way you are? Yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of my Broadway career. Audio, I can't even believe I just sang in front of them a little. Audio <laughs> listeners just missed. Uh, they, they, they had a very uh, in-sync wiggle that happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would probably describe their whole relationship as probably like an in sync wiggle. It just sounds like you guys, right? That's, That's so like cute. the most truthful statement I've Honestly, ever heard. Honestly, so real. <laughs> so, like, did you guys grow up with pets? How did you get, you know, on your path to Milo? So, I mean, I'm actually, as much as I am a cat person now, I'm really just a Milo person um, who is our cat. <laughs> I am the biggest dog person. The craziest story about like how I identify as a dog person and really just a big part of who I am um, as a resilient person happened because I was being babysat as a six-month-old in my babysitter's house, and I was playing with her golden retriever, who is asleep and very old and... The golden retriever woke up, bit me on the face, and I needed stitches on my forehead, under my nose, and they actually had to put tiny baby Alexa in this tiny little straight jacket to stitch me up. And as the story goes, my dad (laughs) wanted a moment with his tiny little daughter after this event. So he took me to the park just to spend some one-on-one time with me. And basically he put me on the ground and I started crawling or I guess, I don't know if I was walking at that point, but I started crawling towards a Great Dane. Whoa. <laughs> my poor dad was like, <laughs> no fear. Ah, freaking out. But I love dogs and I've always just wanted to be around dogs and they bring me closest to myself. We had a golden retriever growing up named Chase and I would read to her outside. I'd have sleepovers with her inside the house when there was a thunderstorm. She was an outdoor dog at the time. You're an only child, right? No. Oh, (laughs) no. He's the only child. Reading to a dog and you have siblings? (laughs) I have Three siblings. I'm number three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I called it wrong. I'm usually right about these things. Because <laughs> none of your brothers and sisters would sit still to get read to? No, I'm very into myself. So if that was your... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. An actor? <laughs> That's into themselves? <laughs> Come again. We're here for honesty, lady. Right? <laughs> So crazy somewhere else. <laughs> I I, I want to get back to what happened to the dog. I don't. I think the dog lived. Did he get a taste for baby? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing that could slake his thirst was more baby face. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that poor dog. I like that you say that poor dog. Like that dog bit you <laughs> in the face. Like. <laughs> You're like that poor dog. Poor old bitey. That's basically it. And I had a calico cat and she hated me, but. What was this calico cat? Oh, Annie. She was just a pissy kitty. She, she was (laughs) awful to me. She would stand outside of my door when I was little and wait for me to wake up. And then she would take her claws and go all the way from my thigh, all the way down my leg. I had scratches everywhere. Yeah, so those were my two childhood pets. But I I started walking dogs in Philly, and then I started working at a place called the Philly Pack, which is 
of doggy daycare, but also it's where all the misfit dogs of Philly ended up going. And it was awesome. It was the best job I've ever had. I learned so much. (laughs) And then when I moved to New York, I got a restaurant job and I wasn't walking dogs anymore. I wasn't working with dogs anymore. And I started following a bunch of rescues in New York. And then I had this idea when I was out on a run, um, which now thinking back, like that was such a weird summer where I was running all the time. Um, I just had this like, how do I perform in New York? Because I was brand new to New York and I wanted to get out there and start networking. Um, So I wanted to do that, but also I wanted to start working with dogs again. And I just had the idea to like put two and two together and throw a benefit concert for an animal shelter. And I really just wanted an in. Like I just wanted to be with the dogs. Uh, and I liked ALR. <laughs> You're just creeping on the dogs, but it was an excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically. That's great. I was emailing Lori and I asked her, could I throw a benefit concert for you? I Whatever. I have this idea. And she was like, yes, great. Let's call and talk about it. And my number one thing was like, okay, but I just really want to be with the dogs. So can I walk the dogs? Can I, you know, how do I get involved? (laughs) And that's when I started volunteering. And yeah, I just really thought ALR was, I just had got a really good vibe from the Instagram page. Honestly, it seemed really small. (laughs) We love ALR. The work was good. Yeah, we we love ALR. I mean, I can tell you from my perspective that, you know, I— hesitate. I think a lot of vets hesitate. It's hard to get involved in rescue sometimes. Like they, they like to like decide how the animal should be treated or cared for or things like that. And obviously I want everything a certain way, like a very gold standard way. Mm -hmm. And when I met them, I mean, very basically they allow me to do anything I want to do, which is why I just love working with them. They're the most amazing rescue. They really care and they really want gold standard and they know me and I you know, I'm, I'm the medical director and I'm on the board and I, ev- anything I say just goes. Like they really yeah. don't question it and they don't, they're like, what's best for the animal? That's really how it always is. And I can say a lot of, a lot of people mean well in rescue, but because it's like their side job or their volunteer, like they just don't have the time and effort to put into it. And so a lot of things get like dropped or, or fall by the wayside, but the animals are just so well cared for. And it's just like, there couldn't be a better organization to raise money for, of which you do. So you guys raised. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, I have a, a, a bone to pick. Uh, we were the number one fundraiser. Okay. <laughs> the comedy show that we put on. <laughs> Right. Was numero uno, okay? <laughs> until you guys fucked around <laughs> and brought in Broadway superstars. Yeah. I mean, we were we were doing great with dick jokes, and yeah. then <laughs> you bring That's the old true. you bring old jazz hands here into the picture. <laughs> it was amazing, but I think we raised like over twenty thousand dollars on the that was on the first fundraiser. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, that's just, I mean, so, right. And Austin, you're looking at her because she's so incredible. And she was, and you really, Alexa, that's the story that I heard too, was that you were just like, hey, can I do this? So like, (laughs) like we got so lucky with you coming into our ALR lives. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah, so so I knew this before you said it from uh, from stalking your Instagram a bit that you you are a cat guy from way back when. I am. Oh, I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, I'm an OG cat Disgust. guy. Oh. I you know I mean, 
at any given time growing up, we probably had five cats in the house. And like Yo, that man. often came from, we would, you know, we go to rescue one cat, say, oh, we want to get a kid. And then we get there and we're like, yeah. And then this <laughs> is his best friend. Or this is, you know, this is his brother. So you can't separate them. And we never did. Where did um, you grow up? I grew up in the Bay Area. So like uh, Northern California, kind of like an yeah. hour outside of San Francisco. And we had like, we had one golden retriever when I was really young. Um, but I think she passed probably when I was, I don't know, th- three or four. Did you have the bonding experience of getting bit on the face as a baby? I didn't, no. Which like, maybe maybe that's what you need to be a dog person. <laughs> Dude, it makes you a lifer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I missed out on that. Blood oath. Exactly. <laughs> I now have dog mm-hmm. DNA in my system, therefore. I am a dog person. Um, but we did, like, we had one dog that I really remember. Her name was Betsy. And she... <laughs> She just walked in off the street one day. We were like outside, I don't know, doing something in the front yard. And she just kind of was walking in the middle of the street. And she was like really old, walked with a limp. And we just like let her inside of our house, which I think is not probably what you're supposed to do. But that's what we did. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we called like um, the animal shelter. And I think we ended up finding where she came from. And she had like come from some house where, oh, my God, she bit a baby. I'm remembering now. Wait, it's all coming back to me. This is in California, though, so it couldn't have been. Oh Alexis' God. mouth is like wide open. Wait, this is crazy. Wait, We're you're serious? Like oh live on the podcast right now. No, this yeah, happens she, on this podcast. It's it's amazing. Wait, I have to put this, this together. I'm sorry. Wait, so she bit a baby at this at uh, this other house, and I think they just like kicked her out, and she was just kind of wandering the streets because she got a taste. And then she ended up because she had had like this traumatic experience at the other house. There was a time when I think I was in like third grade at this time. One of my friends was over and she went to, my friend went to pet Betsy on the back and Betsy didn't like that. So she snapped around and she bit my friend's face too. So she was a habitual face biter. That poor dog, as Alexa would say. (laughs) (laughs) She did. I know. Poor dog. um, So we, you know, we kept her. We kept her for a long time, and luckily, like, my friend's family never, you know, really got that upset about it. But, yeah, she was just, she was traumatized, but she was really, really sweet. <laughs> I just picture this, like, come to think about it, Betsy did show up with a baby arm in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we, we said, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, hindsight, Wait, am but, I right? But would you say you grew up, like, loving, did you love the cats, or they were just, like, there? Yeah, Great I mean, that's question. a good question. Like, I think that's... I think they're all I really had. Well, I had like guinea pigs and I had a bird at one point. (gasps) I had frogs and I would catch lizards in the backyard and keep them in like a terrarium. So I had a lot of animals. I think I just loved. So you liked animals. Okay. I don't want to tell the story. She's telling telling me to tell the story about the bird. We're going to need the story about the bird, please. Oh, God. You. I don't know why that's You're so making funny, me but tell the story it's just not what you expect. Everything, so funny. everything that you guys are saying is the opposite of what I expect today. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there will be blood. There will be. There will be blood in the baby face. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm telling the story about how I killed this bird to a renowned veterinarian. All right. Well, here we go. So I had a cockatiel, and um, he was a great little bird. I taught him the Andy Griffith theme song. I don't know if you remember how that goes, but. That's beside really? the point. Anyway, I once, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had like this really bad ant infestation in my room and I was really young. So like I, without consulting my parents, I just like went and got some raid and I sprayed mm-hmm. where the ants were coming in and I left the house oh. without um, opening the windows or anything like that. Came back oh. and buddy, <laughs> buddy was gone. And oh. I, I buried him in the backyard, sobbing real tears <laughs> In the rain, saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. It was was really, really bad. It was really bad. Did you you put it together, like, right away that that's what had happened, or did it take a few? I mean, to be honest, I'm guessing that that's what happened. He was, like, he wasn't young. He could have just had a heart attack, but it just, the timing seems too... Yeah, you know it's pretty sus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're maybe it was a heart attack. I don't know. Well, and you're yeah, you're you're not the only one though. I mean, birds are really sensitive respiratory wise, mm-hmm. and even if you you can't cook in like certain pans because it oh, will kill wow. them. Um, so they certain I think like Teflon will kill them. Um, they're just respiratory wise, they're so exquisitely sensitive. So you're really letting them yeah. off the hook. I know, yeah. but I mean, this is like years of years that I'm. Letting Letting go of right now. Thank you. Is this your like emotional recall when you do an audition where you have to cry? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right back in that in that in the yard with the rain. How pool. old are you? But, I was probably like I mean, eleven. Not to minimize, but if you are gonna have to dig a hole in the backyard, cockatiel's the way to go. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're not burying a Saint Bernard. You'll bust your ass digging yeah. a hole for a Saint Bernard. <laughs> That's a very no, very very small hole. You can pretty much just kick that dirt away. It's <laughs> got a good, good, good heel dig going, you know? Yeah. Cover a cockatiel. A buddy of mine in high school. Oh, God. He, I'm scared. Uh, he, uh, no, he got, like, insanely sick, and they couldn't figure out why. And, it, they, and like, by process of elimination, the doctor was finally like, do you have a bird or something? And it was because he would let the bird fly around his room and it shit in his coffee. And ah. he drank bird shit coffee. I mean, I don't know about that, but birds, can, you can get really sick. There are definitely zoonotic diseases from birds and bird poop. Yeah. I mean, avian so, flu. Usually right? if you inhale the bird poop, but yeah. Like serious lung disease or type of pneumonia. Was it histo? Histoplasmosis. Yeah. yeah, it's from actually breathing. It's a type like a, fung- a fungal infection from or bacterial infection. Oh it's God. a bad infection in your lungs. Bad. You don't want it. Don't breathe bird shit, people. Yeah. That's the headline. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whenever I walk through like a bunch of pigeons in New York City, I, I hold my breath. Like, I don't know if that does anything, but that's yeah. what I do. Because it's, you oh don't want to be. never getting a bird. I get like, yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I, I know a guy that got it from a bunch of birds shitting in his, uh, on his air conditioner. The birds are so and smart. And he got his They're so oh smart. <laughs> They're little dinosaurs. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes. I'm not. I, I mean, I feel like there's more layers of okay. of this animal onion to unpeel. Yeah. For, I mean, it can kind of go on and for on. Austin's but life. I, I'm trying to. I cats. Love, you have so cats. many cats. I have so many cats. Okay. Well, let me. I'm trying to think of what's interesting. Well, we had <laughs> so we had this one cat named Snowball, just like not the brightest tool in the shed, but really, really, really sweet. And he just like he genuinely believed he could fly. <laughs> and he might, like, maybe he could have, to be honest. Because, like, he would, you know, he would 
gear up for these like 20 foot leaps <laughs> and never make it. Oh but I remember one time, again, I was pretty young when this happened, but I remember like we were in the bedroom and there was a chair and like the doorway was at least a good 15 feet away. And I just remember him just jumping out of the chair and somehow just like hovering to the door frame. <laughs> And I don't know if I've just like restoried that in my mind to make it more fantastical than it was, but I swear that cat <laughs> flew once. And you spoke to animals. I did. Okay. I did speak to animals. Yeah. All right. Here's, a, here's another gem. Um, okay. These stage whispers are I helping. Am, I am so floored right now because I really thought this would be like a, the Alexa show. I had no idea. <laughs> I could go on. A lot of this Dr. I'm just remembering like in the moment right now. I didn't even, I didn't even remember this, but I, I did. Well, that's true. She's over here like prompting every single story. Um, I was genuinely, conv- to be honest, I still think I might have been able to talk to animals. I would like, if, if, if I had a cat that was kind of like freaking out, right? I would like grab the cat and I would just like gently put my face against its forehead and I would just talk to it. And the cat would calm down. Now, maybe that's just from having a face on its face. I don't know. But the cat usually would no, calm down. No, cats will Dude, bite your face. To a pissed Not off cat? Yeah. You go nose to nose with a pissed off cat? Wow. I would. I would. Son. I was a brave child. Wow. Son. <laughs> and my mom, my mom would always say, like, the reason she believed me when I would say I could talk to him is that I had a very specific voice for each cat. So, again, we had, like, five mm. cats. Wow. And she'd be like, what do the cats sound like? And I would make this voice for this cat. And it was always the same voice. And so Wait, she's no, like, now we have to hear some voices. <laughs> Why? Do you think? Like, we have to hear them. <laughs> You've never done this. Tigger either. was, I know, we're, we're getting deep into some, this, we're like opening another <laughs> layer of our relationship right now. Um, I think Tigger, so Tigger was kind of this oh like God. really, he just had a huge personality. He was like an orange tabby. Um, and his voice was kind of like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. I, no, I think I'm all right. <laughs> it's just like kind of like an old smoker. Um, That's gonna be on a podcast. That is on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I like it. Yeah, I always make Chloe way dopier. Hey guys, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if you're not gonna eat it, I'll eat it. It's it's fine. Does she have a little bit of a lisp? But do you think, like, hey guys, like. Yeah. You, you like her with the and lisp. So, yeah. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I when I would say what was going on in Snowball's head, who was like the not so bright one, I would always just say, I don't hear anything. It's kind of like radio static. <laughs> 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 so I don't know, maybe I do. Yeah, got nothing. <laughs> so then how far into your relish what did Mr. Milo come along? I mean, we got Milo two months ago yeah, and we've been together oh. for three years. So he's a brand new addition to us. So tell us the Milo story. Okay. So a few months ago, let's say early June. So what really happened was my unemployment benefits finally dropped in my account. Hell yeah. And I was like very <laughs> yeah. pumped about this and was not thinking about how it was. It was just it was more money than I had seen the last, you know, four months because no job. I get a cat and I got 16,000 on it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, because I'm allergic to cats. So we knew knew that we couldn't adopt and rescue, which was a really hard decision for me to come to and make um, because it goes against my values in that regard. But we wanted which a we've cat. talked about, by the way. You you have a very you have a very thoughtful post on this, and which we've talked about, which was something on my list to get to today, just to 
to sort of interrupt, just digress here is like, yeah, I mean, I, I believe and we talked about it. Like I believe in the value of a good breeder. I do think there are such things and breeders who can breed for the health of the breed. It's like telling kids in high school not to have sex before they're married. Like people are going to do what they want. Then we need to be able to provide, to provide that in a safe, Mm -hmm. healthy way. Right? That was that was yeah. quite the connection that, that you just it's made. It's true. <laughs> I mean, people are going to do what they want. For, and and between dogs, their cat dogs, and underage yeah. sex. Dogs and cats are bred for very specific reasons, and they do have very specific purposes. And, and people, people be fucking. want what they want. I'm with you, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're going to do what people they want. So anyway, fucking. I do believe in the value of good. They have to. They breed for the health of the breed. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And also, like you and I can support rescue, like. Chloe's a, what I call my quasi-rescue. Like I got her, she's from a breeder, but because these people decided they thought she needed surgery. And so I was like, yeah, I'm the person for this. But I knew that because she was from this particular breeder that she's a big dog, she's going to have a great temperament. She's going to be healthy. Like I knew that mm-hmm. and I don't regret a single day of it. So I think there's a lot of value in it. And I do think that it doesn't negate anything else that you do for rescue. You do, you raised over $20,000 in one shot on the first try for a rescue. Like who else can say that? And I spend a ton of time volunteering. So like, you know what? We get to do what we want. That's all. Okay, thanks. Oh, you're End the of rant. Rant. That's it. You smoked that it's rant, true. Well, me a smoked little. It. Like yeah. sex, because I said sex. But yeah, so, okay. <laughs> yes. So where were we? Well, thank you for saying that first off. That feels really great coming from you. Um, yeah, I mean- yeah, it was, I was worried about it. I was worried what people would think because we adopted Milo right as I was promoting the virtual benefit concert I did this summer. And I was like, ugh, people are going to be like, she's such a hypocrite. Like, she's ugh, doing people. this. Ugh, that's, ugh. Yeah, exactly. People. Just yeah. screw yeah. them if they're thinking that. But anyhow, so yeah, I got <laughs> my unemployment benefits came in and I quite literally like jumped out of my chair and I looked at Austin and I was like, Let's get a cat. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> like, how cute would it be to, like, have it running around the apartment? And, like, what better time to, you know, bring in a new right. pet when we can have all hands on deck? You know, we're here. We're home. We can really yeah. care for it and give it all the love and attention that it deserves. So we started looking um, at different breeders in the area. And you had a friend your mom's friend or your family friend, Beverly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a big cat person and sent us a couple recommendations of people who she had vetted. And we found this uh, breeder in Brooklyn, actually, with Siberian forest cats. And that's the breed we wanted to go with because they're typically more hypoallergenic and they're also known as the most dog-like of cat breeds, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> I was very excited about. <laughs> And we went, we drove to Ber- to Brooklyn. We picked up Milo. He was so cute and just like oh, he's so didn't cute. make a sound on the drive home. Just slept the <laughs> whole way, like what upside down. So who did all that research? Was that all you, Alexa, or Austin, did you? Um, I kind of did the whole thing where like I would get everything up on my computer and then just sit in his lap and be like, look at this and look at this YouTube video and read this and look. So I kind of did the research, but I brought you into the fold. I I helped find the breeder. Yeah. But you found the, you found the breed and like all of that. Yeah. We kind of collaborated on the 
choosing the breeder, but yeah, it was mostly. It was really fun. And we called, we called Lily. That's the breeder's name on the 4th of July. We like, didn't even think that it, we forgot it was a national holiday. And she was very surprised that we had (laughs) called her. She was like, yes, I have kittens available. I'll text you another day. Um, She was Russian, right? She's Russian. Yeah. In Brooklyn, for sure. Actually, I was never sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And, we were. St- I, I, don't worry, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can proceed with my with my certainty. We were supposed to get a cat later in the year, but then she texted us um, and said, "I have a few kittens that are now available because these people aren't able to come and get them in time." And she sent us two pictures: one of Milo, whose original name was Wilbur, <laughs> um, and then another little kitten who was much darker and sort of gray calico. Just looked like an anarchist. He, he yeah, just, he had bad news <laughs> written all over him. So then we we so, picked. So you went with the like angel. An anarchist. <laughs> he was busting division. windows, tearing down statues. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a wild summer. But that's more or less the Milo story. He's, I mean, we love him to death. So it's been all you're. So you're still in in kitten puppy phase. We right? are. Should we are. He's kind of like a teenager right now. He's off sleeping somewhere. But yeah, he's kind of in that like lanky, you know, angsty teenager phase. He did just get neutered. Um, we like a to week imagine that ago. he he just walks around with a Walkman on and he's listening to Eminem. Like that's kind of his vibe yeah. when he's not <laughs> eating or when he's is he the swag. sweetest? Yeah. When we come home. And at night. Yeah. Or like first thing in the morning, he's the sweetest. But yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of mellowed out a little bit, but we did have like a big scare. So yeah, he got neutered about a week and a half ago and we got him back and he was like, you know, he bounced back from the anesthesia really, really fast and seemed to be doing well. But then about like two days later, he just stopped eating and he started sleeping a lot and, you know, didn't want to like, just wasn't himself. Um, so of course we got concerned. We called the place that he got neutered at and we took him back in and they said, you know, they couldn't really find anything wrong with him, but they gave him fluids and, you know, like a little, some anti-nausea medication. And, you know, they just said, keep trying. And basically like the next, I don't know, three or four days was just hell. Like we were, you know, he would get a little bit better and then we're like, oh, okay, you know, he's all right. And then all of a sudden we just panicked and because he was, wasn't eating at all and he like his eyes didn't look good and and so we like took him to the emergency room one night at 11 p.m. Wait, I can't believe I didn't hear from you guys. Am yeah, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I know. I was trying. I'm I was here. trying to be very respectful yeah. because we had so no, many you're, other. You're so sweet. We had the vet that we took him at, which they were so nice, and like the surgery went really, really well. His incision was great. We think that they, we think that he had just a la- um sort of a late bad reaction to the anesthesia Mm -hmm. and interesting and then yeah which the vet said that that wasn't very common but that it could happen and she'd seen it before sure but basically he we just fed him his normal food too quickly we think when we should have just done a bland diet and he got so upset by his regular food with the anesthesia and whatnot that then he just associated all of his food with, you know, an upset stomach and throwing up. Right. Um, 
But we did, we took him to the ER. They took x-rays and gave him more fluids after they had made sure there wasn't, you know, that he hadn't eaten something. Basically, it was just, it was really weird. And we also checked him for parasites too. And they, that was also clear. We were in contact with our regular vets as well. We had like three vets that we were talking to at one point, the the neuter vet, (laughs) our regular vet and the ER vet. I did think about reaching out to you, but I just knew like, I don't know. I just, we all had so many people Well, you were doing everything. I mean, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's so great. And I always love when you love your vet. So that's excellent. I'm waiting for your next question. What's my next question? You don't know what your next question is? No. Do you have pet insurance? insurance. Do you have pet insurance? See? Well, now we want it. (laughs) I know, because we we talked about it before, and I was like, you know, I think I had someone had said, you know, it's a really good idea, and we we were like... Is it, you know, is it really necessary? Like, how often is he going to get sick? And then, of course, this entire time we're, we're wishing that Boom. we had it. Yeah, well, the nice thing is that I don't, I don't really, I can't really foresee this be in any kind of, like, pre-existing condition. And he's still so young. So, mm-hmm. like, yes, don't, I mean, full disclosure, I have a partnership. It actually ends today, technically. I'm hoping they'll rehire me. Re-up! But, um, <laughs> and I don't get anything for this. I mean, I could not believe in pet insurance more. I really think it will revolutionize the way that we're able to care for pets mm-hmm. and for veterinarians to do their jobs. But but beyond that, like personally, I've had pet insurance for nine years with Chloe, like her whole life. Um, my last dog, I got it at six years old. It paid for itself. But I have it for Chloe, even though you would think like, why does the vet have it? Like everything is not free for me. She was in the hospital three years ago for five days. She overdosed herself on doggy Advil. And, uh, and that five days she was at Blue Pearl, which is corporate. Even though I worked there, even though I'm a referring vet, I get a 50% discount and my friends like trying not to charge me for things still cost me like $5,000. I applied for care credit, which is like a, a, I don't know if you guys are familiar, it's basically a credit card that it's a healthcare credit card that you can pay off over like six to 12 months with no interest. Um, So I applied for care credit. And then got re at the time it took like a month to get reimbursed from pet insurance. Now pet insurance companies are reimbursing you like right away, but got waited to get reimbursed from pet insurance and then paid off the care credit with the pet insurance. So like I know I understand how expensive it yeah. is and I cannot tell you how worth it it is to have pet insurance. So the company that I have a partnership with is called Wagmo. I actually put up an ad for them today. Go check out my Instagram. Um, but it is at, at, at Dr. Lisa Littman. At Dr. Lisa Littman, you guys. Um, so, um, no, but I they actually have a wellness and insurance. So wellness covers like dentals, vaccines, blood work, mm. like all the things you need on a yearly basis. It, it was made to cover that gap because most insurance, which they also have insurance, it covers like those big, those accidents and illness. So, so like I always say to people, and I really do, and I, you'll see this on my story, is get insurance yesterday because if anything becomes pre-existing, it's not covered. And then you're like, oh my God, you know, and it's it really does pay for itself, I think. Yeah, we are definitely in it for, we, he got better once we started. He just didn't want to eat. And we don't think it's because he was sick. We think it just, he hadn't eaten for so long that he didn't have any energy and any appetite. So we started drop feeding him 
and mm-hmm. then he perked up. What feeding? Drop feeding, like, like with the baby feeder. I thought you were baby bird in him. <laughs> it was really close to your mouth. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but she would. That. Let's just make no mistake oh, about it. She for, would. For Shorzy's post-vids. <laughs> like, vids or it didn't happen. Um, if I could steer us in another direction quickly... Um, Austin, I would, if, if I may, describe your IG as a mix of massive flexes from your acting work, some activism, <laughs> a, a few mushy lovebird shots of you two. But then there's a goddamn tiger in there with <laughs> very little context. Uh, would you please. Tiger? In d- on- there's a tiger on your Instagram. Are you not aware of this? To be honest, I don't have no tiger. idea what you're talking about. There's like a, a white tiger named Toby the Tiger. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> First of all, boo for naming it Toby the Tiger when it's so close <laughs> to Tony the Tiger. But, what is that? But I believe you owe us a story, Yes, sir. well, that, I mean, it's not as exciting as you'd think because that's actually would fall in the category of acting flex. Then lie. It was, a, <laughs> it was, I did a film back when I was living in LA called Toby Goes to Camp. And it was an entire feature film about this little baby tiger. Um, and like, to be honest with you, we would do all of our, you know, our shoots and our scenes with it. And there was only like, they would let this tiger get real close to us. And like, there was one, one woman with like a really flimsy leash that would be walking, you know, when, when, the, when the tiger was on set. And I just remember always thinking like, I feel like this could easily go south. Like really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, it uh, could. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we made it through without any like major maulings. But no, yeah, he was just like really, really sweet. Did you pet it? I did not pet it. Oh, no. okay. That was strictly forbidden. You didn't get like face to face and use one of your like yeah. boy, your Why don't you cat talk voices. To it? Yeah. <laughs> I should have, you know. <laughs> hey, Toby. I think I had lost the gift by it's, this point. It's me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my voice inside your, your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your dome, bro. <laughs> so funny. Uh, do you guys have any questions for the Dacta? Yes, I came for Please raise your hand. <laughs> First question is, we're thinking of introducing Milo to my sister's dog, who is basically a cat. Um, he's a lab mix. His name is Stuart Little. You have Little. a cat that's a dog that's going to meet a dog that's a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There'll so be yeah. one cat and one dog. Um, and I have done a little bit of research on, like, how best to introduce them, like, introducing their basically all of their senses before touch. Um, but do you have any tips for introducing cats and dogs? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely have the dog. I mean, so as on neutral territory as possible, mm-hmm. I would definitely have the dog on a leash and I would have escape routes and escape like things for the cat. So like cats love to jump where the dog can't be. So like have like a tree right there, like somewhere where the, the cat can escape immediately definitely make sure that dog is on a leash. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can ideally do it like through a gate first or like a crate first, if the dog can be in the crate um, and see how they like a crate or a gate, um, but definitely have an escape route and um, having the dog on a leash and stuff like that. Has the dog ever met a cat before? Um, 
Yes, but from far away. Like he has met our my okay. parents' cats, which they Mia she hates him um and goes upstairs okay. and then but Phoebe is her anxiety is always at a 10, but her curiosity is also at a 10. So she usually just stares at Stuart from the top of the stairs and Stuart just stares at her and they just lock eyes and Stuart like just quivers and doesn't move because he is afraid that if he moves that Phoebe will disappear. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he hasn't shown any like aggressive like prey drive <laughs> towards the other cats is mostly what what we want to know. Yeah, he's he's really fr- he just wants to play. I think he's okay. Well, but I definitely will have him on a gentle leader and yeah. probably in his crate. And I might even have them look at each other from like between a glass door first, just to like yeah, see each that, other. Yeah, and- that can do. Yeah, but, but I think sometimes there's sometimes there's some dogs who like from far away can like I feel like increase their prey drive. So sometimes I do think it's it's better. I don't know. You just have to gauge it. But as long as you can do it safely okay. to just like get them to see what they'll do together. Got it. But also I will preface by saying I'm, I'm not a, a trainer. I will also derail all your training. Oh, so. hell yeah, she will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> at all things pups has incredible videos. I'll try to send you something oh, better great. on it. Okay. Folks, uh, we can get to your other questions off air, but for now, <laughs> it's time to sit this baby down like Solly in the Hudson. There's only <laughs> one thing left to do, and that is to determine if you deserve cats. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay, if we're doing a quizzy time for a Broadway actor that's a cat guy, obviously we're going to talk about cats on Broadway. Uh Question one, what kind of hair was used for the wigs originally used in Cats' first Broadway run? Alpaca, Ewok, Yak, or Pubes? Uh. (laughs) Ah. <laughs> I'm gonna say alpaca. That is incorrect. That is sad. It was yak. Oh, really? Alpaca would have cost a fortune. And uh, yes, it was yak hair. In the 80s, there was no shortage of pubes. They could have done that if they wanted to. <laughs> that would have been the smart choice. But they, in fact, used 3,000 pounds of yak hair to cover the entire cast. That sounds. So sweaty. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Does it? (laughs) No, thank you. Okay. So this is crazy that uh, I just realized as I was reading this or looking this up that this article was written by my friend Ian who works at page six. But that's my my reference material. Dude, I know. In 2017, Cats the Musical made headlines because the show was interrupted by what – PETA protesters that thought they were using real cats, an Instagram influencer that fell from a balcony while taking a selfie, a service dog that wasn't effing having it, or Ghislaine Maxwell is a double agent for the CIA and Mossad. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a, a service dog that wasn't effing having it. That is yes. correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was... A dog lost its mind and chased after actress Mackenzie Warren, who was playing Bumble or Bumble Arena. Mm. And 
like really chased the shit out of her. That's <laughs> so <laughs> funny. You, you asking for it, bringing and a it, dog to a show that's entirely about cats and giant cats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in hindsight, you kind of should have seen that one coming. Yeah. But uh, okay, so you are one in one. This is how we like it going into the final. <laughs> this is still high stakes. Here we go. Pressure's on. When looking for investors for cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber was laughed out of the office of many a financier. Makes sense. But for those that took the chance on investing in this strange, sweaty orgy of songs and hair, <laughs> the dividends paid <laughs> handsomely. How much would a $10,000 investment have yielded over the next 10 years? $35,000? $350,000? $35,000,000? Or $35,000? Fuck you, I'm rich, billion. <laughs> 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 We're gonna go with thirty-five million. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, thirty. Dude, it, it yielded a thirty-five hundred to one return. Wow. The highest of any Broadway play. Wow. But it turns out you deserve cats, cats. and dogs, Cat, and dogs. Yeah. And you got bit on the face and still like him. It yeah. turns out you also <laughs> deserve dogs. We're hoping to <laughs> adopt soon. So this is yes. good news. Yes. Yay! Good. We like it, <laughs> and we'll have you back on. Uh, you guys were fantastic. Thank you so much for joining yes. us. Yeah, uh, do you want to? What do you want to plug? Plug your stuff. Ah. Well, oh, check us. Go ahead. Well, I have a brand new YouTube channel because I'm just doing the damn thing. Um, it's just my yeah. name, Alexis Cepeda. But also, our Instagrams mm-hmm. are at Lexa Cepeda, L E X A C E P E D A. And then and yours is at Austin Scott 93, A U S T I N S C O T T 93. Uh, you can also check out, I got this. This um, well, we did it together, this radio play um, that just oh, yeah. came out a little bit ago called Innocent Dreams. Um, which is about Devontae Sanford, who was um, arrested and wrongfully incarcerated when he was 14. So that's a really, really powerful story that we got to be a part of telling. So check that out on all the streaming platforms. And um, I think that's, yeah, Yeah. that's about it. All right. Well, guys, can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so much fun. You're the best. Thanks Thanks for having having us. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet.
Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.